Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We're joined today by Casey Powell, who's the president of Thompson Associates. Casey, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Uh, Casey, we're going to spend a little time today talking about uh, the characteristics of major gift donors and also kind of delineate what's the difference between a major gift donor and a plan-giving donor. Is there a difference? Do they think differently, act differently? But let's begin by talking about major gift donors and prospects. What do you think are some of the basic characteristics of these individuals? Well, great question. And, you know, traditionally, uh, organizations look at major gift donors as in a pyramid scheme. And they, they look at the, the bottom of the annual gifts, you know, the direct mail, the, the telethon, special events, and acquiring donors. And then the goal is to move them up that pyramid um, to the major gifts. And then, you know, once they the major gifts, and then they try to move them up to the pinnacle, which is the the plan giving. Um, you know that's and that's that that has some some value to it uh, as far as you know the the thinking about you know, moving moving donors up. But you know I think if, when I think of major gift donors, I, you know I'm thinking more along the lines of you know are they a habitual donor, are they emotional or strategic, which are three different categories that we can uh, evaluate and define donors and. So I think more with the major gift donors is as uh, falling more into the emotional. Now it's not one or the other. There's obviously characteristics of all of these, but but emotional donors and and they they uh, are uh, they they love the organization and, and you know there's there's definitely some characteristics you know based on you know, how old they are and and uh, you know their their ability to give you know some some characteristics based on giving history to the organization. Uh, I think it's very important to look at, um, you know, what a major gift donor is. You know, it's interesting when you think about those three characteristics. The majority are habitual. They, you know, they give the same amount of money, same time of the year each year. Tend to be the end of the year, and not always true, but tends to be that way. Emotional donors just are reacting, basically, aren't they, to something they hear, something they see, but most importantly, what they feel. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Those strategic donors, it seems to me, really are not making gifts as much as they're making investments. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. Yeah, absolutely. But they're much more thoughtful, much more deliberate, tend to be more cautious. And it seems strategic donors are not people who participate heavily, typically, in capital campaigns or major gift programs. And it kind of reminds me of the, the time I got a call from an attorney that uh, you know as well as I do. And he said that uh, this dear lady had passed away, and she left the organization $925,000. And I didn't know her name, so I went to a lady who kept our records. She didn't remember her name. And we got to looking at it. She'd given us for over 40 years a small amount of money. Yeah. But every time we sent out a mailing from uh, one of the publishing companies, she responded with requesting more information, but had never given us much. And I think she's one of those typical strategic donors. When you think about major gift prospects, um, you know, I know that with your with uh, the work you've been doing with Gift Clarity, we know some key characteristics to those individuals too. It's really, it, wouldn't you suggest, Casey, that this takes more time and energy and a much more deliberate process in finding out who are your best prospects, best donors? Yeah, absolutely. You, the the example that you cite, um, you know, how in the world would they be able to that that organization be able to identify that donor as 
I know we're talking about you know, more of a strategic donor there, not not necessarily a major gift donor, but the, it still applies. Is you know, if we're just looking at gift history, um, it, would, it would almost be impossible to find that donor. Um, but but whenever you overlay um, the gift history, and you know, and um, gift history is really important, and you know, and, uh, so we we would look at the gift history, and, and maybe with a major gift donor, someone who's given you know, maybe. $2,500 a year for three of the last five years, um, you know, so, and obviously every organization is different on what that amount would be, but, you know, if, if we could, now we're looking at a pool of, of people who have given a certain amount, then we can look at uh, some other characteristics uh, of those donors, like, like uh, you know, religious attendance. How often do they attend a religious service, uh, which is an incredibly important piece of information. Um, you know, what, what gender are they? Are they male or female? The marital status. Uh, you know, and do they own a vacation home? Um, have have they um, have they benefited from this organization? So the, these types of characteristics are extremely important uh, when we're looking at a major gift um, potential donor. And you know, knowing that information on our donors is, is, is uh, can, can really help us drill into our donor base and find. Who would be the best potential uh, to make a gift donor? So we know that those characteristics indicate a higher propensity to make a gift, not necessarily right. our organization. We still have to steward them and get to know them. Uh, wouldn't you agree with that as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that, that's right. I, I just got stuck on the the, um, the finding them. <laughs> and yeah. So, you know, once you find them, then then the real fun begins of, of being able to steward them and. and and, and work with them and, and build those relationships uh, with them. The, you know, the, especially when we're talking about major gift donors, they're they're typically emotional donors. They there's there's some tie to that organization. They really love the organization, and and so so the work begins of building a relationship with those donors and, and finding out what is it about this organization that that really turns them on that that they are fired up about. They love and and. Uh, getting them to be a partner um, with the organization because that's that's what's going to be um, drive them to to make a, a, a huge uh, investment and, and it's, be, it's a part of their lives. You know, you remind me your comments remind me of a call I had. Uh, I think it was a week before last. No, it was two, three weeks ago with a major gift officer, and we were talking about how many donors they can manage. They had 400 on their list, and I said, how do you get to each of them each year with a personal visit? And they go, well, we don't feel like we need to have a, an annual visit with our major gift donors. And I mm -hmm. thought, boy, you just really don't understand how this works. And uh, so they said, you know, well, I, try to make, I try to make two to three visits uh, a week. And it just seems to me that too often nonprofits have uh, somebody on staff who's really capable, really knowledgeable, but they have them wearing so many different hats they don't spend time actually with donors, and so they never get around to their B, C's uh, donors. Yeah. And when they're pressed, they just go to their A's, and uh, they tend to do that at the end of the year. You know, another thing too, Casey, it seems to me that um, in the research you've been doing recently with some nonprofits looking at data, it seems to me we're really, really top-heavy on our donors. We have a, uh, oh, uh, a yeah. huge percent of money given by an incredibly small 
percent of our donors. Do you have any numbers you could share with us on that? that just basically what you've been analyzing. Yeah, I think the the, the most striking number uh, that I, I remember off the top of my head is is uh, I think is one point two percent of donors on average give eighty percent of the donations to an organization. So you know we're talking about the eighty twenty rule. No, no, we're talking about the eighty one point two percent rule. Wow. And you know. And so you're exactly right that that we are focusing on the very top of our of our donors, and 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 really not looking at that next level. Yeah, that's frightening. Of donors, that's frightening because what happens when uh, they grow weary, or they come down with health issues, or they decide that uh, another charity has their heart, and you lose some of those top donors and. I think that's what's happened. We're relying more and more on a specific number of individuals. I think we've learned that uh, from doing capital campaigns. Yeah. You know, in, in the private, nothing wrong with doing a capital campaign, but I think it's it's changed our industry, and in some ways for the better, but in some other ways, serious issues are are being ignored, and that we're not developing our our donor base. I I, I agree, Eddie, but I also think that that there's been such uh, tight times in the last 10 years of nonprofits that they've tightened their budget and they've slashed development offices. Oh, yeah. So yeah. They, they, they can't, and they, they, they only have a certain amount of capacity. And so while I completely agree that, man, it's, it, it's scary, but at the same time, you look at the other side of the coin. That's right. There is so right. much potential. There, there's so much that's left on the table where if we could do just a little bit more, with that, that next tier, um, man, we, we can do so much more as, a, as an organization, as nonprofits. We can raise so much more by, by garnering those relationships as well. Well, you know, both of us are involved in, in another company, um, Gift Clarity, and I would really recommend everybody to take uh, 15, 20 minutes and look at giftclarity.com, giftclarity.com, and they'll find that what we, what we typically run across when we analyze this information is that donors, uh, a huge, huge number of people out there who really are prospects, not even donors, because we don't get around and see them, but the potential is staggering mm -hmm. with a little more effort, a little more uh, ingenuity, and better information. And uh, I really appreciate uh, you taking time today. Casey, if someone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to reach out? Telephone, email, or do you want to get both of those out? Yeah, email is probably the easiest, uh, yeah. and, and that's Casey, C-A-Y-C-E, at ceplan.com, Casey at ceplan.com. Okay. Casey, appreciate your time today. Uh, appreciate your insight, and I would suggest people feel free to contact you if they have questions. I'm sure you wouldn't mind that. Absolutely. Love, love to visit. It's, this, is a, this is a huge, important topic. Yeah, we the potential is yep. staggering. Huge. Yep. Absolutely staggering. All right, my friend, thank you very much. Thanks, Eddie.